Who is to say, you or I, what if I know that which you do not? What if I've seen that has only been seen by few? The few who know for themselves that which is true. They are here, others. They have always been here, and others are all around us, in every direction from us. Closer their homes than you think. Who are you to question or doubt or quietly laugh to yourself at me? They see us, yet can easily keep our majority from seeing. They can easily stay hidden from us. There is no need for them to reveal themselves to us. But a few of us know better and are allowed to see. What if they just walked and lived openly amongst us? Who and how many could accept their existence as fact and not try to murder them much as we murder ourselves? If it were us watching them, would you want to land? Would you think that was wise? They see who we are and who we can be. We are a curiosity and a concern worth keeping from reaching their stars. We are a diseased and morbid and violent and unpredictable race of beings. They intend on keeping the collective human eyes shut. But we aren't the most violent. We aren't the most evil. And yet we are still amongst the least advanced. We are protected from ourselves at the very least. Our collective eye is easily kept shut. Humans would not accept on the whole of this as fact. Scared, selfish, and ultimately mentally weak. Unable to truly process the fact we are watched. They are all around us. They have always been. They have been here before us. They have seen beings here before us like us many times before. They are curious how we will make this version of life end and are ready to see this blue planet yet again. They are many. They are beyond danger. And we are but petulant children. Unable, incapable, and unwilling to see. Council 904 Recon's report on 929 Earth Council informed the Council on the state of star 45TC4RB and planet 3-929. Their violence continues. Their technology advances. Violence continues, but it is now clinical and impersonal. War is less frequent. Killing is easier. They use their advancement to kill while overpopulating their world. Intervention is still not recommended and will not be allowed. Understood. The recons agree. No good would come in us revealing ourselves. They are too unpredictable. Outcome unknown. Are the humans coming closer to accepting the truth regarding their fourth planet? 9R-9Z, the one they refer to as Mars. Some see, some deny. Most do not concern themselves with such questions and remain willfully blind and ignorant. This continues to confound the Council. Why a race of beings would care more about destroying one another than seeing the truth in front of them and choosing tolerance and what they refer to as love. Highly illogical. The Recons of course agree. They are a fascinating race of beings. Recommendations based on observation. Do we to the council? 
The Council agrees to continue observing and aiding only when deemed wise. Block fusion and fission human-made destruction. Planet 929 must be preserved at all costs. Deflect any detectable objects unseen so as to continue preservation of life forms on Planet 929. It is too diverse and rare to let vanish. However, they must not know of any assistance. Confirm. Confirmed. The recon state wisdom of the Council for guidance of the recons. We defer to you for all guidance and will eternally obey the universal laws of the Council of 904. Please advise. Unaltered. Confirmed. The Council gives recons gratitude for continued service and input. The conduit is closing. Reconnect at T squared times S squared. One zero one one zero one one zero 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 one one zero one 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 zero one. The conduit is closing. Confirmed at T squared times S squared. One zero one one zero one zero one one zero 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 one one zero one 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 zero one. Long live the council of nine four nine nine report complete. Closed. Council internal mandate. Recon report closed. Open Council Directive 120. Awaiting conduit. Mandate Directive 120 Report Q Internal Review. The monitoring continues and the abduction is to escalate. DNA continues to be harvested as it always has been. The hybrid numbers increase. Infiltration ongoing unseen by the human majority to continue. A better race and society is nearing implementation. They will be absorbed into the Council as projected. Chance of assimilation and success nearing 100%. Stronger and more numerous will grow in our fight against Galactic Empire Draco Horde. Recalculating chance of galactic domination over the Draco. Stand by calculating. Stand by calculating. Stand by calculating. 99.5%. Acceptable. Continue mission project 929 as previously directed. Confirmed. Conduit closed. Three tunnels out of caves into valleys across plains. Hunting and searching and starving keeps looking for berries and grubs. A deer on bear cub. Any food at all will do. This was all that we knew. How things have changed. Deranged. Gone insane since that day I was thrown to another time and place. The things of seen I could not comprehend. Such magical sights and sounds in my head. These beings have created a fantastical place.
using some form of quantum communication. Strings of ones and zeros sent via their quantum communication network so they can communicate instantaneously with everything they have sent out. They communicate with one of their ships asking the occupants, what is there? The occupants respond instantaneously, mind you, because this moment in time is the same moment in time everywhere using their quantum communication network, there is nothing here. The home planet then asks, what are you talking about? We are staring at the part of sky where you are at, and it is absolutely jammed with stars. It is one of the most highly populated parts of the galaxy that we can visibly see. The craft then responds, yes, we know. That is why you sent us here. But there is nothing there. They would be able to communicate instantaneously with all of their craft, drones, probes, etc., while receiving real-time information about the fact that wherever they go, there may be nothing left, and they will never know why that is, or how everything just happened to vanish. And yet in their home planet they can look up and see those stars and wonder what was tens of millions, or even billions, of light years in the past, realizing and knowing that in real time there is actually nothing left. Possibly in every part of their sky, all around them, and far in the future when the light finally fades to them, if their civilization still exists, they would know exactly what epic the downfall of those stars lied within. But, the light has not vanished yet in their home world, and that is the curse that, others, have to live with since mastering quantum travel and communication, knowing the future fate of all that lies around them. And so the end is near, and so I face final curtain. And though life is not, I travel each and every highway and know. What more could I ask? I did it my way, you fucking prick. Please welcome Project Kaleidos. Hemorrhagic herpes. Bowled over. The band Musically Deficient and their new hit singles, Predictable Pricks. Ladies and gentlemen, just sell out. Please welcome from Calabasas, Fractious Pacifists. Laughing Charlie and their new hit single, Wet Sheath for My Meat Sword. Ladies and gentlemen, Chuckle Wagon from Salt Lake City, Utah, Scrotum Totem. In one beer and out the bladder. Metal Blade's newest sign, Syphilis King and their thrilling new single, Leader of Losers. Ladies and gentlemen, in the end, my foot. Empty belly, fail crops. Twitch the magic jack-off. Population pull-out. Shave, Shave the human race. race. Lion cheetah. Right this wrong. Drown but not out. Rot in your grave. A wasted wife. Pavement meets face. Alternative fucks. Herpes and cues. Sir Roses of the Gold-hearted bastard. Clown beats mine. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. Hello, I hate you. Lean, mean, and disorganized. The who's who of nobodies. Bipolar bear. Man of one hat. Please welcome the newest metal sensation. Blister my zipsters. Caustic salve. That cunt Mother Teresa. Puff Daddy Diddle Stranger's cocks. Whores de ovaries. Man versus Julia Childs. Mild mannered fuckface. Colonel Carnival. Thirteen Earths can fit in Uranus. My newest hit, Mankind, an oxymoron. Please welcome Meat of the Earth with their new hit, Universally Boned. Westward Whore. The Brown Notes. Tone Deaf Maestros. Curb for Life. Vagina Inspectors. Fornication Level 11. Good night, bitches. Die already, my love. Bridget to Nowhere. Pit Sluts. Sausage Merchants. Missionary Porcine. Child Pace Ejectors. Placenta Face Cream. Colombian Utopia. Star Spangled. Carbuncle. Loins Akimbo. 
Walking Scar. Meet Curtain Death. Protein Philanthropists. My escort is sharing dicks. Roller Derby Therapy. Twister Pistons. Huge Arlon, male prostitute. I come, you leave. Signed, hey, would you blow me? Tripped on the trolley tracks. Apathy is... Curtain Squitter. McCracken, Phil McCracken. Please welcome Cunty Cunt McCunty. The newest metal sensation. My junk for president. Paleface Heapum Dickhead. Chinese Labor Fuck Camp. Filipino Flip Out. Dirty white trash clown metal fuckheads with a lot of nonsenses in their songs because we are a stupid band. We have issues quartet. Generic thrash. You paid for this? Flapjack and the Greasy Cracks. The Rim Jobs. Randy Johnson and the Rods. No refund suckers. Skank Tank. The newest sensation is Knuckle Deep and their hit Cranky Old Pricks. Please welcome Vomitorium Emporium. Getting a lot of pussy was making him cocky. Batman was a KISS fan. You can't buy love unless the price is right. Love thyself at least three times a day. Superman? I heard he was a pussy. I love roll tax. The feet are the bottom of the soul. Violence begets violence. Unless you're a violent person, then it's just fun. Religion's only mission is to see you dead. I think Dick likes Bush. My roommate has a mental illness. The voices and I are planning to kill him. Nike's feet smelled. Daddy and Donald like to suck duck. Wolverine has a regenerating cock. What an asshole. George Washington Carver? He had small testicles. Football is too violent. I like guns. Avoid the throngs of people. Look for thongs on people. Truly happy people are only hiding their misery. The Human Torch? I think he's a flamer. Care Bears are the secret mascots of the skulls. Masturbation is for wankers. Do plastic people shit rubber? I'm checking into the mental hospital just for the free drugs. If you don't like sexual fuck jokes, go screw yourself. He's not even elusive, let alone lucid. I'll be an egomaniac by myself, thank you. It's much more fun. I am your messengill man. The CIA is interested in my paranoia. That's why they're watching me. Just because I'm usually right and everyone else is usually wrong doesn't make me a negative person. It just makes me right. Are you from heaven? Because I got an erection. Spreckency douche? If I were Elastic Man, I'd never leave my room. Pussy was always holding back. But it will keep your lap warm. His stockpile of arms were causing headaches, so he carried with him a chest full of neck braces. I only met one woman who was faithful to me. She... Uh, oh, oh wait, she turned into a whore too. I got no real issue. I just want to be an asshole. Contempt is a lifestyle. Caught all the hatred. From ingesting to lower intestine. Just because I am aware of how phenomenal I am doesn't make me arrogant. Just phenomenal. Expectations? Nearly always leads to disappointment. Chocolate so good it had nipples. Objectivity is entirely subjective. That horrible woman smells wonderful. She had a pleasing wench stench. Your desire to feel important due to your own insecurities only makes you look like a fucking asshole. I am my own placebo effect, thank you. I discovered the key to life. Not dying. Just relax and go with the flow or I'll fucking kill you. She said she had a thyroid problem. Personally, I think she was just fat. Please don't waste my time. That's something I want to do. Just let me know when you want that done correctly. Unless fucking it up correctly counts, then carry on. If you are close enough that I can hear you breathe, please feel free to stop that. My anger management consists of me ignoring you, or I get even angrier. Managed. You are in the company of sheer greatness. I would personally prefer that you weren't. Being so awesome is really hard to maintain when I'm constantly surrounded by all these fuck-ups. Just because I know more than you doesn't make me a know-it-all. It just means that I'm smarter than you, that's all. Arrogance is my bitch. Whenever you need a helping hand, please call on me so I may offer you a finger. If we could make death die, where exactly are we? I used to be witty. Now I'm just shitty. Just 
just thinking about titties and whatever the fuck sounds like really shitty or titties, damn it! Friends are like colons, full of shit. If I make it to 60, I'm gonna take up skydiving. If I make it to 70, I'm learning to kickbox. If I make it to 80, heroin. I'm definitely doing heroin. Please give me the strength to not punch this motherfucker in the throat. Your god is my dog. My dog is god. Good god. A list of nicknames. Ace, Chief, Cowboy, Tex, Champ, Gus, Sparky, Gomer, Genius, Einstein, Skipper, Jerky, Susan, Captain, Commander, Jackson, Colonel, Gump, Sport, Speckles, Muddy, Franklin, Sportplug, Dillweed, Dexter, Inspector, Schmuck, Cappy, Skidmark, Sad Sack, Rubberneck, Needle Dick, Porky, Sack of Shit, Fuckhead, Dumbfuck, Whore, Dirtbag, Skank, Cockholster, Dick Sheath, Turd, Pole Smoker, Leper, Bonehead, Boss, Homer, Homie, Holmes, Sarge, Daryl, Goober, Goofball, Dork, Jerk, Assface, Freak, Spaz, Gilligan, Douche, Douchebag, General, Duder, Smokey, Gordo, Spanky, Girlfriend, Erection, Numbskull, Fucknuts, Earl, Pantywaist, Prostitute, Stupido, Slutbag, Chump, Penis Magnet, Fuckface, Sunshine, Checkers, and Boo Boo. Only real men proudly display their flaccid penis. Viagra and Cialis are for pussies. The conundrum of supercilious cunt syndrome. Puns and riddles make my lady parts tingle. Copious fluids were worshipped by druids who built Stonehenge because they're fucking bored, what'd you think? My friend told me that a panopticon is a movie projector. You dumbass, oops, that wasn't right, fuck off. Love is a crock of shit, till you find it. Peace, love, and massive, justifiable violence. Strive for mediocrity. Udin was actually a really nice smelling guy. Kusei, not so much. Laugh, laugh, I tell you until the bile shoots at your nose. Someone once told me these wise words handed down through the ages by some wise old monk who lived in a tree for some reason. I think he was smoking opium. <clears throat> you ready? Okay, here goes. Shut the fuck up! Unclap that anus, boy. You might burst a vessel. Or Bill's character. Peace, Bill's peace. I never thought I'd like one bush over another. Yeah, think about it. I'm not funny, and you have no sense of humor. What a coincidence. I am the super pessimist, and I want death longer. In some people's eyes, throwing acid is wrong. Wonder Woman's pussy smells like antiperspirant. Wonder Woman's pussy smells like antiperspirant. Wonder Woman's pussy smells like Bill and Newt were secret lovers. Shouldn't the meaning behind acronym be two words? That way it could have an acronym. Some teeth are missing on the keys to the kingdom, so that door stays shut. Does Iron Man have iron balls? And if he falls asleep in the rain, do his balls rest? Why do girls named Trixie and Sunshine Waves suck? Trixie and Sunshine Waves suck. Trixie and Sunshine Waves suck. Soon my foot fungus will take over the world. And if my foot fungus took over the world, would that make me commander of fate? Why are mushrooms so delicious? Why do some people think pot is so immoral? All it makes me want to do is raid your fridge and fuck your daughter. Fuck women. Dual meaning. Also dual meaning. The next witticism is completely wrong and politically incorrect, so if you are a sensitive person, please fast forward about 10 seconds or so, okay? I called my local pizzeria recently and asked the guy, do you have any specials? He said, yes, yes we do. Hold on, please. Another guy then came on the line and said, hello, may I take your order, please? Told ya. I remember when Dick Cheney got himself a new heart. The Grim Reaper must have been pissed. Assman and Rambo, the dildoactic duo. I don't understand why Jeffrey Dahmer was so thin. I mean, oh, the Atkins diet. It's better to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all. What a load of horse shit. 
The grass may seem greener on the other side, but after you've destroyed a good thing to get there, is it really a surprise to you when it turns brown and dies? Your last bowel movement probably resembles your foul personality. And it had your eyes. Hey kitty, how have you been? Oh, feeling kind of empty, Frank. That looks like it's the last one I could possibly write ever in the world. I hope not, but one of these days it is true. I'll stop writing these wonderful things for you. It's witty and it's shitty. They're witticisms from some idiot. Um, Go fuck each other in the woods. Go fuck get a each other in the woods. Go fuck get a each other in the woods. You know, I may like trees too, but I also like paper. What the fuck are you gonna do? Oh yeah, and definitely everyone should get a boudet, because that whole wiping your ass thing is weird. Hey, I really did. Wow, amazing. Oh, amazing, amazing, all the amazing things I wrote. Okay, oh, oh wait, what was that? Bye, bitches. sat at his desk thinking, thinking, thinking what he could possibly be doing to come up with a story that could be gory and something that Halloween would find interesting. Then he hears a thump on his wall and he looks over to the left and he sees nothing, sees nothing at all. He wonders to himself, what could be that knocking, knocking on my wall? So he sits up and he looks out that window towards that tree. He sees a shadow of a silhouette of a man staring back. How could this be? He looks at his dog, then he looks out the window and looks to his dog, then he runs towards the door. The thumping is louder, it's much louder than before. Does this sound familiar? It very much should. He runs outside, there's nothing there, there's nothing good. He comes back inside and closes the door, and then he sits back down and thinks to himself, nothing more. For what could he possibly write for this thing? And then all of a sudden, a deafening bing, bing, bing. He hears something thumping, thumping once more thumping on the wall to the left of his door. What could it be? He sits up again and goes out the back door and looks around to see nothing, nothing at all. He goes back to his room and thinks to himself, I have to write something, write something right now. His eyes grow heavy and he starts to nod off. Then all of a sudden from above him a knock. It's coming from the ceiling, now it's coming from the ceiling. It's not just the walls. He looks around, but he doesn't know what to think. He sees a man staring through his window with a grin. His dog starts barking, and away he goes. There he goes. He runs back out back, nearly has a heart attack, when he sees the shadow in front of him grow. Nothing is there. He's looking up in the air. He wakes up hours later in utter fear and despair. His dog is licking his face to get him awake. He doesn't know his place, then sits up in a daze. He staggers slowly back to his back door, feeling like nothing he's ever felt before. He sits back down and looks back at the door and realizes he's done nothing, nothing at all. It's due in the morning, only three hours to go, yet he's written nothing, nothing, nothing at all. The tapping begins again and again, then he looks around and his head starts to spin. He gets up and freaks out and grabs a large rod, starts smashing and smashing and smashing his wall. Before him stands a crooked bent man with no teeth, and he's smiling with a wicked grin on his face. 
You chase him through the very middle of your wall, then you realize this man has been here all along. The bee as it creeps around your house to the second floor, and you realize he's been living here for days, maybe more. The police show up and trap him upstairs. Your neighbors gather around and loudly declare, We've seen his shadow in the window at night. It gave us all such a terrible fright. He's been here all along, living here in my walls. He's been living here for years. He's been living in my walls and drinking all my fucking beers. So I shot him. Everyone is happy, laughing, and having a good day. But then drama with issues appears, and oh hell no, drama can't have that. Let non-existent issues be created. Let drama crush trust and cohesiveness with deep insecurity and fiction. Drama, after all, has to be the center of attention, even if it's caustic and negative. And if you are a secure and positive force for unity and trust, beware the spiteful wrath of drama's twisted truth. And woe to he who stands up and dares say a word in defense towards drama. Cause now comes the all-coveted, never-ending, deep drama that they crave. You lose. When one tries to impress by contradicting, insulting, and needlessly correcting others, even in the face of what is merely another way of doing something, then they only come across to any reasonably intelligent person as an insufferable bore. As you loudly duplicate your own skill and knowledge, you are in the process not bothering to learn what may be a better way than yours. Trueness is not a good character trait, either personally or professionally. Automatically thinking one is better than someone else, no matter who that may be, automatically lessens one's objectivity, common sense, and in some cases, their true intelligence. Respect is a two-way street. Therefore, if you expect someone to try and earn your respect without coming at it with respect in the first place, then you've already lost my interest, because I actually don't give a fuck. I'm too old for silly games. I know who I am and what I can do, and I know where I've been and the things I've learned in the process. And if anyone thinks that I am pining for their respect right out of the gate without showing respect themselves, then they're in for a rude awakening, because to be honest, I really don't give a fuck whether they respect me or not. I respect my friends and vice versa. I respect my family and vice versa. And if you think you're that important, especially to me, you are blinded by your own arrogance and ignorance and sorely mistaken. Because, again, I don't give a fuck. So if truth is something you respect, for instance, then here's some truth for you. I don't care what you think. Respect is a two-way street. So feel free to think you're so intellectually advanced over me. Because I know the reality is what you are. And it doesn't matter to me whether you respect me or not anyway. I know that anyone who feels as such is a silly and blind fool, because I am not an arrogant or mean-spirited person. Nor do I strut my stuff and act like I know everything. I only act like I know what I actually know, and I don't put others down who I may consider less intelligent or skilled than myself. That is a bullshit way to treat someone else, and only reveals your deeper insecurity issue. It just isn't my problem. Hubris is not a personality trait that is positive, no matter how awesome you think you are. I truly don't care what you think. Now that is not to say you aren't actually intelligent, just lacking wisdom, and clearly lacking worldly experience to not have already figured out that I don't give a fuck what you think, or whether you respect me or not, because when it comes down to it, you really don't matter to me. In conclusion, I will say that there is something that I respect you. 
your ability to make me shake my head and laugh to myself on the inside. And all the while the knowledge that you are too prideful to realize how small and sad makes you actually look to others. And me. It's like 10 in the morning. Can't trust I'm going to lunch. <sighs> Alright, let me get dressed. Just give me a second. Alright, fine. <sighs> well, oh, come on, man. Would you just give me a second here? I mean, for the love of God. <sighs> what? I said I was getting dressed. Happy now? I didn't even have time to take a shower. Just hurry up, let's go. Oh no, I'm not riding on your motorbike. Okay? Fine, then you drive. Fine, I will. Jesus Christ. Now, turn it off, let's go. Idiot. What did you say? Nothing. Alright, let's go. 30 minutes later! 30 minutes later! 30 minutes. <sighs> so what are we gonna eat? I don't know, what do you want? I don't know, what do you want? Well, let's look. Don't give me your attitude, Spidey. Hey fellas, how you doing? Splendid. Good, um, you guys know what you want? Uh, yeah, I think I'll have the, uh, I'll have the tuna fish sandwich on rye, and, um, and that's it. You don't want any fries or anything, darling? N no, no, I'm good. Um, Some to drink? Yeah, I'll have a water. Alright. You're getting a water? Yeah, I'm getting a water, so what? What do you think about a stitch on the bill? You don't want to get a no, I didn't say anything about the bill. I don't care who pays the bill. I just want water, all right? Get him a double Long Island iced tea. A what? Dude, it's it's 12.30 in the afternoon. So? Uh, all right, fine. Yeah, I'll have a double Long Island iced tea. All right, darling. How about you, buddy? I'll have the chicken cordon bleu. I'll have two open sandwiches. I'll have three of your darkest beers and five shots of whiskey. And give me two orders of curly fries. Really? That's what you're gonna get? Okay, alright. Alright, is that it for you guys? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, so, uh, what do we, what do we get lunch for? What do you, what's going on? Nothing, I just want to see my friends that okay with you. Yeah, man, just, I haven't even taken a shower. You just dragged me out of bed. Who sleeps till 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning, you lazy prick? Dude, you, do you take me to lunch just to insult me or something? Shut up. Alright, fellas, here's your drinks. One hour later! That was delicious, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I was okay with tuna fish, but geez, I'm kind of wasted now, man. What the, what the fuck is in a Long Island iced tea anyway? Honey, are you, are you kidding? Yeah, what the fuck is, what, what is this shit? It's a shot of whiskey, a shot of vodka, a shot of rum, a shot of whiskey with a spritz of soda. Did you like it? Wait a minute, so I had like eight drinks just now in like less than an hour? What? I drove here, man. Yeah, and you're gonna drive us back, aren't you? No, I'm gonna call us a lift or something, man. Jesus Christ. 
Christ. Let's go to the restroom. I'll be back in a minute. Fine. One hour One later. One hour later. Honey, wake up. Honey, hey, wake up, wake up. What? What's going on? What? You fell asleep on my table. You've been here for over two hours. I need you to pay the bill and get out, okay? This is the lunch rush. You need to, you need to go. You need to split, okay? Sorry, honey, but you've been here way too long. Here's your bill. All right, fine. Jesus Christ. $87? Wait a minute. Wait a minute, ma'am, ma'am. What is it, honey? Where'd my friend go? I don't know, sweetie. It wasn't my day to watch him, okay? I haven't seen him for an hour or more, okay? Please, would you just pay your bill and get out? No offense, but you've been here too long. Fine. Jesus Christ. Where the fuck is he? This is unbelievable. I can't believe he's doing this to me again. I can't believe I fell for it. I just fell for it again. This guy's such a dick. I swear to God. He's, I'm never going anywhere with him again. All he does is dick with me. I swear to God. This is ridiculous. Oh, no. Now what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Honey, what are you trying to do to me here? I'm sorry. It's just it's my, it's my ringer. I just forgot to turn off. Hold on. Hold on. Hello? What? Where are you? I'm here. What are you talking about? What do you mean you're home? How'd you get home? I hitchhiked. You fell asleep on the table and I left. Wait, so I gotta cover the bill again? It's almost $90. Well, I'm so sorry you can't handle your alcohol. Spidey. Ugh. God, I hate this fucking guy, I swear to God. Honey, you declined your credit card. How do you intend on paying this bill? Huh? Next time on My Best Friend Satan. Saturdays on TBS. Yeah, so did you hear that? They turned down my credit card. You need to pay for this, Bob. You invited me to lunch. This is your bill. I'm gonna hand the phone to the waitress, and I need you to give her your credit card number, okay? Do you really think I have a credit card, or wallet, or even packet in a pair of pants that I don't wear? I may have invented credit. Doesn't mean I have it. Give your phone to the waitress, I'll talk to her. That's more like it. Ma'am, here, my friend wants to talk to you. Okay, honey, so the bill was $87. I'm ready to take down those numbers when you're ready. Spidey, Skyler's back to his car! Yeah, I just gotta sit here a bit and sober up, man. I wonder what he said to her. Why would she just forgive the bill like that? Oh well. I gotta get home. Gotta be careful. 30 minutes later! Hey boy. Hey boy. Hi. How are you doing? How are you doing? I know. I'm glad to be home too. I'm glad to be home. Good boy. I wonder what he said to her. Huh. He didn't pay the bill, so what the heck could he have possibly said to her? I think I need to give him a call and talk to him. He's up to some no good here. I know it for a fact. Wait a minute. He doesn't have a cell phone. What am I thinking? But I need to talk to him. And there he is. Okay. <sighs> Just be firm. Here we go. Uh, hey, I need to ask you a question. Um, what exactly did you say to her? Because you didn't give her any numbers. I didn't see her writing anything down. I gave her a choice. Eternal damnation. I forgive the $87. <laughs> Dude, are you serious? Dude, that's not right. She seemed like a nice lady. Don't worry about it, Spidey. She wouldn't have got to have anyway. She was a goody two-shoes. I treat her. 
Of her soul, and she gave us free dinners for life. Yes. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I gotta thank you then. You're welcome, Spidey. Stay tuned for Stay the tuned thrilling for conclusion, conclusion of My Best Friend, my Satan. Best friend Satan. Saturdays on TBS. Last time, Last time on, on My Best Friend, best friend Satan. Satan. Honey, how do you intend on paying this bill? They declined your credit card. Uh, oh, man. Did you hear that, Bob? They declined my credit card. You asked me to lunch. You should be paying for this. Here, I'm giving the phone to the waitress. You take care of this. Ma'am? What is it, sweetie? My friend wants to talk to you. Yes, how do you want to pay for this? I don't intend on paying for it, but I have a deal for you. Oh, yeah? What's that? You forgive the bill, and I'll forget about you and that cruise director last summer that you haven't bothered telling your husband about. <laughs> oh, oh my. Uh, okay, no problem. Wait, there's one last thing. <laughs> Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. No problem, sir. Okay, yes, sir. Here he is. Here you go, sweetie. Everything's taken care of. Oh, well, great. Well, I can't believe you've pulled through, Bob. Do you even have a credit card? I may have invented credit. That doesn't mean I have it, Spidey. Well, then... Oh, never mind. I have to get home. I'll talk to you later. Spidey, Spidey staggers back, back to his car! car. <sighs> I gotta sit here and sober up for a bit. Don't want to get a DUI today, or any day. <sighs> I should just be careful. I'll just drive careful, okay? 30 minutes later! Hi, boy. How are you doing? Yes, I'm glad, to be, I'm glad to be home. I'm glad to be home. Down, boy. I wonder what that was all about. I wonder what he said to her. I have a feeling he's up to no good, that guy. I need to talk to him as soon as possible. I think he's up to something. Wait a minute. He doesn't have a cell phone. Well, how the hell am I supposed to get a hold of him? Oh, that's right. That's right. Bob. Bob. Bob, call me. Bob. Oh, there he is. There he is. Okay. All right, just be firm. Uh, hey, Bob, what's up? You tell me what's up. I was wondering what it was you said to the waitress that made her forgive the bill so quickly. You don't have credit. Of course I don't have credit. But I made sure that we would get free dinner for life. Meals forever. Otherwise, I told her she would burn in hell for eternity. Are you serious? That's not right. She was a nice person. Oh yeah, a real nice person. <laughs> anyway, we're set and we can go there anytime we want and never have to worry about a bill again. <laughs> Dude, you're kind of a dick, you know that? Yeah, that's kind of my thing, remember? Oh yeah, okay. Well, I... Guess I should thank you then. You're welcome, Spidey. Stay tuned for the thrilling conclusion of My Best Friend Satan. Saturdays on TBS. How can I possibly be any more clear about what you need to do? You and me, and hey, would you blow me? You and me, and hey, would you blow me? Cutsy, cutsy, cutsy. Hey, would you blow me? Cutsy, cutsy, cutsy. Hey, would you blow me? You said you had a thyroid problem. Oh, yes, you did. Personally, she's just fat. Definitely fat. You said you had a thyroid problem. You don't want to look like that. Just 
2009 I was in Flagstaff Arizona with my brother and my mom I had been going through kind of a hard time in my life I was feeling pretty down depressed um, so a little getaway on a, a timeshare that my mom had I was on a golf course in Flagstaff and uh, I didn't expect that but that was a nice it was a nice condo and nice area Flagstaff's a beautiful place but I was I was severely depressed you know frankly and uh, drinking rather heavily well, one day, I believe the third day, um, my mom and my brother said, I was there with my mom and my brother, and they said um, they were going to go hiking on the mountain on the other side of the valley. And I decided to stay home, uh, or stay at the condo, I should say, that day. I proceeded to get, uh, after they left, I proceeded to get extremely drunk, and decided I was going to go down the path, you know, down at the bottom of the road. There was the clubhouse and then a golf course. And I decided I was going to go do some uh, extremely hammered golfing. Never golfed before. So I went in and I had to rent, you know, all the stuff, the clubs, and bought some balls and had to get a shirt and wear different shoes and all, the whole nine yards. And I walked out, or stumbled out, I should say, towards the golf carts. I guess if I was sober, I would have known they were electric, but I didn't. And there was a guy standing there just smiling to everyone, you know, have a good game, that kind of thing. I don't know why they even bothered paying those guys, because uh, they're useless. Uh, I walked up and I told him I'd never golfed before and he shook his head at me like I was crazy. And uh, I asked him how to use the, the golf cart, and he was pretty, you know, he was pretty uh, condescending towards me, which I didn't appreciate. But, uh, you know, I was kind of amazed about how it didn't make any noise, and he kind of laughed at me, you know, haven't you ever golfed before? And it's like, no, I told you I haven't golfed before. Is there any way I can get some lessons? Is there anyone who can show me? 
And he's basically like, no, 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 it doesn't work that way or something. And I was just like, okay. And uh, he proceeded to ask a couple couple uh, pairs of people that walked by that were going golfing if they would help me out or assist me or show me the ropes or whatever. And they, of course, just waved me off and, you know, pretty much ghosted me, you know, because they're assholes. Um, I have no respect for golfing cocksuckers who treat others like that. You know, if you want to be a dick, then yeah, go on a golf course. You know, carve up a little bit of the, the planet some more, you know. George Carlin had that shit completely right when he called them golfing cocksuckers. And we should close down all golf courses and make them resorts for the homeless. Because that's a lot of land and there's a lot of homeless. And golfing is stupid. So anyway, I take off on my oddly quiet little golf cart. And uh, mind you, I don't know what I'm doing. So I figure this has got to be hole one. I proceed to just start hacking. I miss the ball, I hack again, I miss the ball, I hack again. And uh, I'm kind of laughing to myself at this point. I decided, uh, yeah, okay, I'm already many strokes up when I finally got it in the hole. Uh, the hole was hard to find, by the way. I lost many, many golf balls. And I was lost. I didn't know which way to go to, uh, to get to hole two. I had no idea. You know, there's no signs. It's not like a computer game where, you know, where it just takes you to the next hole. I'm just, like, looking around. They don't give you a map or anything. Of course they don't. They don't want you to know what's going on. So I'm at where I think is hole two, and I'm again, I'm hacking and hacking. And Now, this is a golf course that's lined with condos, and there are windows and patio doors everywhere. And I was so hammered at this point. I, I do believe I was, I was taking aim at these windows at some point and just started slicing like crazy. And uh, I don't think I hit anything. I didn't hear any crashes, and they're probably pretty thick glass anyway, but... Um, so yeah, I'm just hacking, hacking away, and these ladies in front of me are like basically running for their lives, getting in their cart, going to the next hole. So I decided my next next course would be just to follow them, because they're going from hole to hole. So, so I did. I followed them, and I waited around a little bit for them to get done with what I think was hole three, and um, they just kept looking at me like disgusted and just like whatever. So they finally leave the hole, and I'm just hacking, just slicing, just I suck so bad. By the time I got it in, I believe I was 22 strokes over par um, on the third hole. So, and these women are taking off, and I, at this point, I turn around, and there's a guy sitting there in a golf cart staring at me. And it was just like The Simpsons. You know, oh, you're ruining my course. Oh, no, you've got to get off my course. Oh. And sure enough, when I turned around and I looked at him, I said, uh, you need to escort me back to the clubhouse, I bet, right? And he said, yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. So I got in my oddly quiet golf cart, golf cart of the cocksuckers, and followed him back to the clubhouse. And, uh, you know, of course, he just veered off and just left and, you know, didn't say bye or take care or whatever. He didn't even have a laugh at me or anything, you know, because he's a dick. And so at this point, I, uh, I walked up to the clubhouse, the back door of the clubhouse, and I literally kicked the back door open and it flew open. And I loudly proclaimed, well, that was a lesson in futility. And these two uh, Mexican caddies were uh, standing behind a guy who I swear looked just like Lee Trevino. Um, and one of the guy turns around and says, uh, you've never golfed before? And I said, nope, never have, first time. And the other guy says, it's harder than it looks, huh? And I said, yeah, it's harder than it looks. And stupider, too. And then I proceeded to throw the, throw the golf clubs on the counter. And um, the golf balls were mine, so I kept them. I took my stupid little lame shirt off. Um, and my, they refunded me, they ended up refunding me every dollar that I spent for all those rentals because they just wanted rid of me so bad. The woman didn't say one word to me. The two Mexican little caddies were just laughing their asses off at me. And I was just like basically finger in the air walking out the front door. Uh, all right, I go back to the uh, condo. 
I wait for my mom. My brothers still weren't home yet. I, they get back, and I proceeded to, to tell them that story. And I was just laughing my ass off the whole time, you know, because I was basically drunk from, from morning to night the whole time I was there. And Kent was kind of ignoring me and doing his own thing at the kitchen table on a computer. And uh, I know he heard me, but he kind of shaking his head, you know, like, oh, just disgusting, whatever. <laughs> uh, but my mom was listening and kind of, kind of hiding a, a slight smile she had. And then when I was done with the story and just laughing to myself, because I thought it was hilarious, after I was done, she turned around, she looked at me and smiled, she goes, that's my boy. Okay, so the, rather than put this as part of one of the podcasts or talk about it and then play this clip, uh, I wanted to do this separately, kind of striking while the iron's hot, because I just dug up what was buried in my old email address um, going back to 2014. October 27th, 2014 is the night, or the morning I should say, of my, of my sighting. And I've been looking for this for a couple years, and I searched, I searched, I dug deep, went into my old email, I, I finally synced up my old and my new email, and then I saw them, and I decided to save them to my drive, and it worked. The video on it looks like crap, it's on my old iPhone. Um, it's too dark, and the lights in the background wash out what I was looking at, but there's still the audio, and this is it. Flies like this. 
inside, but I can't get my eyes off of these things. Well, I think I just finally saw my first UFO, and this is a bona fide fucking sighting, man. They are absolutely not comets or, or meteors, I mean. There's no, there's no, they're flying, they're going up now. They're going up, but they're like bouncing up. And then they'll stop like they're talking to each other, and then they'll flip around some more. And then they'll bounce around some more, and then, oh my god, it's so fucking weird, I wish you could see this. I gotta get up higher and check it out. What the hell is that shit? Take from that what you will, but I saw it, and it's impossible to describe, and uh, trust me, we're not alone. So I was at the grocery store the other day, and I was standing behind this woman in line, this older lady, and she kept looking at me and staring at me. It kind of made me uncomfortable, but right before we got to the cashier, she she kind of leaned over and whispered something to me, and I, I said, what? And, I leaned down and she whispered in my ear that uh, she said, you look just like my son who just died a couple months ago. And it would mean the world to me if, before I leave, if you would just say, okay, bye mom, see you soon. It would make me feel so wonderful. And I thought, oh, this is kind of strange, but okay. And I shook my head, okay, whatever. And the lady rung her out and everything. And then the old lady started to leave and uh, she turned around and looked at me and she said, Okay, bye, son. I'll see you soon. And then I waved back, you know, okay. And then I turned around and the cashier said, Okay, that'll be, uh, that'll be $150. And I said, What are you talking about? I just bought like 20 bucks worth of groceries. And uh, she said, Well, yeah, but your mom, your mom just, your mom there just said that you would cover her groceries today and you'd pay her back when you guys got home. And, and I looked at her and I said, are you kidding me? And so I just, I was really frustrated and pissed. I just, I just ran out on my card really quick and I grabbed my groceries and I just ran out of there. And I ran out in the front and I looked around and I couldn't see the lady and I, I to the left and to the right, I couldn't see her. She, she was faster than I thought she'd be. Finally, I just decided to take a chance. I went to the right and there was a little alleyway there and I thought, aha, that's where she's at. So I ran around a couple buildings and then down to the alley and there she was halfway down the alley looking back walking as fast as she possibly could and kept looking back and looking. she saw me and picked up the pace and so I chased her down man and I'm like give me, give me my money give me my money she's all get away from me oh she starts screaming rape and all kinds of 
I'm like, shut the fuck up, lady. And so I just, I flat tackled her to the ground, man. I'm like, I want the money or you're giving me your groceries. And she's all crying and screaming, attack, I'm being attacked. And I'm just like, finally, I just like had her in a, like a, a headlock and then I grab her leg and I'm pulling on her leg and I'm pulling on her leg and she's screaming and I'm pulling on her leg just like I'm pulling yours right now. Martha, we need to talk. We need to talk? Is something wrong, John? Well, I guess you could say that. You see, I'm feeling a bit paranoid lately that you've been cheating on me. What? Why would you accuse me of such a thing? John reveals a dozen roses to I'm not accusing you of anything. I would just like to know who sent these to you. John, are you feeling okay? You gave those to me last night. What? What are you talking about? I did no such thing. John, you gave me those roses. We had amazing sex for hours. And then you took me to the most expensive restaurant in town for our anniversary. Are you joking, Martha? I worked late last night, and when I came home, you were asleep. John, what day is it? Well, what day is it? Today is Saturday, of course. No, today is Sunday. You worked late Friday night, then we spent all day yesterday celebrating our anniversary and had the most wonderful day ever. How could you not remember this? And then after such a beautiful date, to accuse me of cheating on you? Seriously, John, how could you? I... I don't know what to say. Is this true? Let me look at the date on my phone. <laughs> My God, today is Sunday. Why cannot remember an entire day? Especially if it was as wonderful and memorable as you say it was. I'm concerned about you, John. You didn't seem right yesterday. Don't get me wrong. You seemed very happy. And we had a great day. You just seemed a little off and not quite like yourself. Whatever you mean. Well, where do I start? We woke up early and you made us both breakfast, which you have never done before. Then you put on Frank Sinatra and started to dance with me. And I don't even recall you knowing how to dance. Then you gave me the most beautiful necklace. And then those roses, and we had amazing sex like we never have before. Then you took me to the most expensive restaurant in the city. And that's just not like you. No offense, John, but you're just a little bit of a penny picture. And it surprised me. It happily surprised me. We both came home and took a long, luxurious bath together which you have never wanted or even suggested. And we both fell asleep with you spooning me? You've never done that. You were like an entirely different man yesterday, John, and I loved it. What? I cannot recall any of this. And what do you mean a whole different man? Have I not been a good husband? John, we aren't married. What are you talking about? Of course we are. We've been married for... for... Yes. Yes, how long have we been married, John? I can't remember. What is happening to me? I don't know, John. The fact of the matter is, we've only been dating for four months. That's why I thought it was odd that you kept referring to our anniversary. Who celebrates a four-month anniversary of each other's dating? What the hell is happening to me? Why can't I remember an entire day? Especially such a wonderful day as you say it was. I came home from work on Friday night, you were asleep, and then I wake up, and all of this is happening? I feel like I'm going insane! The doorbell rings. Ding, 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 ding. Martha goes to open the door. I'll get it, John. You just go sit down and relax in the other room. Martha opens the door, turns white as a sheet, and one is standing before her. It's John's long lost twin brother, Dog. Hey, Martha, is John home yet? John, where the fuck is your man at the door? Looks exactly like you. And how does he know my name? John races back into the living room. What are you talking about, Martha? 
John looks up to see himself standing in the doorway staring back at him, and in sheer terror slams the door in his face. John and Martha just stand there in silence, staring at the door, trying to figure out what has just happened. John, who was that? I, I honestly don't know. I have no idea. From outside on the other side of the door. I'm Don, John's twin brother. We were separated at birth and I wanted to surprise him. I'm so sorry if I startled you both. John slowly cracks open the door. And I wanted to thank Martha for an amazing day yesterday. And apologize to you for having drugged you the way I did. It was wrong. Eh, may I come in? Martha looks sick to her stomach as John stares at her. Then begins to whisper. Count to ten. And then open the door for him. John slowly retreats to his office and reemerges right as Martha is opening the door for Don. I still don't have a fucking twin brother! John unloads his pistol into Don's chest. John, what have you done? It's like I just killed the motherfucker who screwed you yesterday. John, I had no idea, I swear. And where are we gonna bury this bastard who raped me after he drugged you? How about the backyard? He could be fertilizer for our new garden. Perfect idea, John. John sits up in bed with his start having realized it was all just a night. He slowly looks over to see a woman sleeping silently and peacefully next to him. But then, he suddenly realizes that he can't remember his name, his past, or who Martha was. He looks up to see the bedroom door slowly opening, and there before him stands his doppelganger, raising a pistol at him. This is the last time you sleep with my wife!
people in my head don't know what you're thinking But they will know what you're thinking when I pull it out Do you think you like me? Do you think you like me? Do you want to run now? Can you think you hide me? Do you think you like me? Do you think you fucking care? Do you think you fucking care? I care a lot more care a lot more care a lot more because you're a fucking selfish pig. Fucking selfish pig. Insecure and selfish pig. Insecure and selfish pig. Some people would call it cunt. Cunty, 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 cunt. Yeah. You think you like me? You think you like me? I don't think I like you. I don't like what I see. I don't care if you like me. Cause you're a fucking asshole. Selfish fucking asshole. Insecure fucking asshole. I don't care if you like me. I don't care anymore if you like me. I don't care anymore what you think you see. Cause you're fucking mentally ill. thoughts in your head and all those rotten things that were said and all those times you wish you were dead all suddenly seem to turn red and all the dreams that never came true and all the times you knew you weren't you and all that horrible shit that you spewed suddenly seems rotten and red and all the times you thought of your past and all those times you knew you wouldn't last and all the schemes you schemed to the last now they rot red in your head and all the times you wanted to be free, and all the times your eyes could not see, and all the dreams you know now are dead, suddenly look rotten and red. Where do you wish to be in your life? Do you wish you were comfortable, free from all strife? Do you wish you were rich with a beautiful wife? Or do you wish you were just plain dead? So now you see the past lay before you, and all the friends who now deplore you, and all the mistakes you made that you now knew were just mistakes nothing said. So now your life is at its grave end, and now you look around for just one friend. You realize what a horrible end, only rot red in your head. So as the dirt piles up on top of you, and your soul creeps away, looking down at once was you, and there are no people there to cry for you, because your soul is rotten and red. <laughs>
weirdest fucking dream.